Ladies and gentlemen, I got Steve Bright here, the Vice President of Data Science with Optics. Remember, we're powered live by the Ainsworth Live booth here at G2E 2023. Steve, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, Casey. Tell us a little bit about your role at Optics and uh, what you do on a day-to-day. -day. Sure thing. So I'm Steve Bright, Vice President of Data Science uh, at Optics. I lead the team that develops our AI features, which we are peppering and distributing throughout the uh, Optics software platform. On day-to-day, -day, while I uh, you know, manage my team, try to mentor my team to write the best code possible, really think about what the uh, end value of every AI feature is to an end user, how to make the visitor experience as fun as possible when they're visiting a property. We write a lot of code, we do a lot of experiments, and uh, that's, that's that. Love it. Well, when we talk about, obviously, AI is revolutionizing our industry mm -hmm. as, as well as many others. When you talk about leveraging AI for optics, explain a little bit more about that and what you do there. Sure, so fundamentally, what optics does is re it gives an operator intelligence and insight into the operations at their property. And almost everywhere where you can report a number or a chart or a visualization, there's almost always an associated prediction or recommendation. And what AI is, it's a very you know, broad, overused term, we mostly uh, are developing machine learning models, which are basically intended to take this vast amounts of data and vast variety of data that we at Optics combine into a single unified data framework that's identical across the entire Optics client base. Wow. We can use that to build models that will predict things like, what do I think my slot for revenue will be the next day? What is this player going to do in the next 28 days? And recommendations such as, what should I do about this underperforming machine? Or what should I do with regarding to this player whose activity has maybe declined? And what should we tell the host to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I heard a little bit about your uh, new chat feature where it's, uh, where it's really question answering. Is that what you're kind of referring to? That's part of it, yeah. Now that's, uh, that's something we're you know, previewing. We're really just starting down that path. What's interesting is that the technology which is you know, the software technology to be able to interpret questions and answer them. It's been around for some time, but what's really new, and by new I mean recently in the you know, less than a year old, is this ability of models that come pre-trained. So you can not have to train these models with your own data for weeks, months, years. They come out of the box ready to answer questions. So all you have to do is feed the data some small examples and some uh, specific specifics around your data structure. Sure. And now this model that we just trained somewhere else, which you didn't have to really do anything with, can answer questions and it can do things like query your databases to dig out the important information to answer a specific question. Wow. Now, this ability to take a question, map that into a statement that can be executed against the database, that's even newer still. And that's something that is advancing week to week. So the third party technologies that we leverage, like we keep a really close eye on that because the capabilities that are there today, they'll be much improved a week from now, a month from now. So we're taking the strategy of rather than trying to build our own, rather than do our own cutting edge research of these AI models, what we're looking to do is keep it a really close eye on what the cutting edge of the industry is and leveraging those. So we're really focusing on building the backend piping infrastructure and 
conceptual things that we need to be able to leverage these new technologies and these improved technologies as soon as they come out. And we talk about you building these out. Are you on the floor talking to operators, getting input, hosting boards? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some of them come by our booth yesterday, today and tomorrow over at booth 1824. Um, we're showing operators what it can do and we're getting we're getting feedback. We always want an AI module or any any prediction. You have to you have to ask yourself predicting what recommending what is this something that the operator really cares about? We don't start from the premise of there's an AI answer to everything because maybe there's not. Maybe there's some really simple decision rule or some other simplified automation or process that we can put in its place. What we really try to do is use AI as just one of the many tools in our tool belt to really optimize and automate these end business objectives rather than applying AI to individual business processes. I see. Now, okay, I'm an operator. I have optics in my facility. Mm -hmm. When you talk about rollouts, how do how are those updated and do they, and and how does the customer are there different versions of optics that each customer has so every optics customer should have the same version depending on what modules they have purchased uh th since it's all cloud-based we do these updates just from the cloud and oh, wow there are i think for the mobile app we have a mobile version too which is not not my area of development but you know there is a mobile app that is updated and that users will you know pull down an updated version of the app uh, but mostly, it's since it's cloud development, the user doesn't really have to do anything. It should all be done done by us. Wow, you know, I really wanted to talk about free play and reinvestment. Yeah, and and also how you know the concept of player future lifetime value mm -hmm. is integrated with AI in building out those prompts or collecting that data. How did you come up with that algorithm? So lifetime value is a pretty well studied, well understood, very theoretical win of a player. Yeah, but just the idea of a lifetime value of a player in many settings is something that's very well studied. So cell phone companies care about this, online retailers care about this. Ah. It's something that is reasonably well understood. Now online gaming is of course is a little different, right? Because okay. something that I think operators intuitively know is that how lucky or unlucky a player was in their last visit will certainly change their behavior, sometimes drastically in the short term. That doesn't necessarily impact what they do over the long term. That said, the short term player experience, you know, whether a player gets lucky or unlucky or has a near miss, that is something that uh, hosts and player development officers really, I think, should be factoring in to you know, how do they react next? What should they do next on this player's customer experience, right? Hey, you took a bad beat, have a buffet, right? That that sort of thing. Right. Okay. So now fast forwarding to, uh, you know, slot AI recommendations. Mm -hmm. How does that play a role? And do they predict necessarily for the player or does it predict for the operator and how it should set up its floor? Yeah, great, great question. A little bit of both. So. When we push a recommendation to the floor, and this is um, this is something we've just recently started doing, which is going through our change calculator algorithm, evaluating essentially every possible change you can make to the floor, picking out the best ones that we think are compatible and make sense. Uh, we push those to the floor with a couple of very important enhancements. We tell them, one, you know, obviously what we think this new game is going to do performance-wise on their floor. 
also how much cannibalization we think there will be. In other words, when you add a high-performing game to the floor, it will likely pull some gameplay away from other games, and that's something that you can model and something you can ultimately measure and verify and quantify and communicate to the operator. So you can really give them a net, like here's the net that you expect to gain. Another really important point is that you expect the incremental value of adding incremental uh, instances of a game to be slightly less. Uh, In other words, if you have a really hot new game and you add four instances of it for one bank, you still might see some capacity constraints there, which means that maybe you should add another bank of four, but that second bank of four is probably not going to perform as well as, as that first bank the third bank will generally not perform as well as the second bank and so on. And so again, this is something that we can model. It's something we can measure and something we can, again, communicate to the operators. We can tell them, yeah, here's this new, this new theme is doing really well. We think it'll do two times house average at your floor. If you have two instances of, the, of this machine, we think you'll see a 1.6. If you have three, you'll see a 1.2 and so on. This way we can help the operator make as informed a decision as possible rather than going on, you know, guesswork and gut feel to give them a sense of what games do I want? How many of each game do I want? uh, Where should I put them? What content should I replace them with? And what sort of payback period can I expect? And I mean, this is all through the chat feature. So you have operators chatting with the optics itself and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, asking itself questions. Are you finding that educating people on how to use the AI is the biggest factor? Uh, So right now we haven't put that specific component into the chat feature yet, although that's on the roadmap and coming very soon. uh, Talking roadmap, what is that? When can uh, current users expect that? We're targeting that that? particular piece for uh, very early next year. What we have now is we're pushing the recommendations just through our standard UI. So there's still hover tooltips and it's still very complete, a very um, prescriptive, detailed set of recommendations. Let's break off a little bit, G2E. What right. uh, did you like on the floor? What have you seen? Anything exciting? Unfortunately, I've only had like back-to-back demos. We did get to see the Squid Game, the Squid Game crew rolled by. Um, Steve Aoki. I didn't get to see Steve Aoki. Uh, I don't know if anybody got taken out of the Squid Game. I don't really know, you know, that guy from the, uh, you know, with one of the pink suits, if he throws you out, right. are you supposed to tip that guy? How much do you tip him? I don't know, man. Yeah, no, Squid <laughs> Game was so cool. I think next to that, the NFL really, I mean, six titles, oh, you yeah. can't beat that. Pick your own team on the game. Oh, cool that's going to be great. All right, Steve, leaving our audience, what do they need to know about optics? What can they expect in the future? What do they have forward to look forward to besides everything we already talked about? And what do you want to leave us with? Yeah, sure. So I think we're, you know, leading cutting edge on uh, reporting and predictions and recommendations. We're really uh, ramping up our use of AI and it can be a game changer. This will provide operators with useful, actionable recommendations and insights, and it will help you enhance your player's experience and it'll ultimately make your operation more efficient, and more profitable. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Bright, Optics, thank you. All right, thank you, Casey.